Hello and welcome back to the Better Days podcast, where you're, I'm assuming you're here for your weekly dose of inspiration and just all round positive energy, which you're in the right place, don't worry. However, we do have a little bit of a change of subject this week. Well, not too much of a change because this week I'm going to be talking all about mental health and how mental health matters. And I've got a very, very special guest with me to talk about this. I just thought this was a very relevant subject with the whole lockdown, with everything happening in the world right now. With the law of attraction, your mental health really does matter because if you don't have a very good mental health, if you are full of anxiety, depressed or whatever you may be going through, you're not going to be able to manifest what you want. You're not going to live this life of your dreams, your goals. So that is why mental health matters. And that's why I want to bring this episode to you today. Your dream life is calling. Welcome to the Better Days podcast. Are you ready for the best year of your life? I'm so excited to bring my second guest to my podcast this week. This is Dan Westwood. Hello, Dan. Hello. Do you want to start off by telling us a bit about your career and your journey? In life, yeah, in, journey, in, in my in life, or yeah, just maybe your journey in life and your career, and then your um kind of evolution into mental health and what to what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh god, this is tricky because it's going to be way back. <laughs> Thirty five now, and I need to go back. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm Dan Westwood. Um, people may know me for, as an actor and a presenter. That's how I my um, living. That's my craft. Also, radio as well. Um, I'm also a mental health ambassador now. These days, in the last five years, I've won amazing. Which I'll get to in a sec. Um, so yeah, I I'm originally from the northeast, like yourself, um, and then I moved to London to theatre school. So I did some some stuff at Sylvia Youngs, and then I moved to full time college, um, London Studio Centre, where I trained. Did the whole, the usual things: dance, drama, acting at a really like full on professional level. And then when I left that, I have been very fortunate to do a lot of work. I did a lot of work when I was younger as in pantomimes and stuff before I moved to London. Mm-hmm. Um, but then from graduating college, which I've got, I think it's about 15 plus or maybe coming up to 20. Oh no, I don't think it'd be 20. 15 plus years when I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I went to college at 16, which I don't think people can do now because of the, not only the mental health and mental struggles, but I think the work, the workload was a mm-hmm. bit too much. So when I was at college at London Studios, I had I was 16 and I had people in the same year as me, Harry, that were like 26 years old. Right. So it's not only they've got the, the mental capacity 10 years, but they've also got 10 years life experience mm-hmm. on top mm-hmm. of that for me. So I don't think they do it anymore because I think it is a lot. Not only you're moving to London, you're living somewhere new, you're going to college every day, you've got all these things, you have to study in the library, as well as doing dance and drama every day. Because so many people want to get into this industry, they're willing to work harder. Do you know what I mean? I think absolutely when yeah. I went, even when I went, it was very not unheard of, but it was still very boys getting places over girls was very unheard of that mm-hmm. there was a lot less boys to girls where I think the music tv film and theatre industry now I think it's there's always going to be a lot more girls but I think there's a lot more boys doing it as in performing and dancing which obviously going back to where I'm from from the northeast it's not it wasn't really heard of until like obviously they made the Billy Elliot music the movie and yeah. then the music you know what I mean in that that kind of put us on the map didn't it really so it was me going to London to do all that stuff was kind of it was seen as okay and I still I still pinch myself today and I'm very lucky and fortunate and I do say this a lot and blessed and even in the lockdown over the last year to be still working a lot and I do actively seek a lot of that myself and because I like working and doing different and I've always got a different hat on I don't mean obviously 
the baseball cap that I'm wearing today to protect my <laughs> overall lockdown hair for you. I find it really interesting. I bounce from different jobs, so whether it's acting jobs on TV and theatre, pantomime, presenting, and then radio, and then even to doing podcasts. And then now my my newest hat is the mental health ambassador. So mm-hmm. I've been very, very fortunate to do a lot in my career, whether it's kids stuff with CBBs on live stages and things like that, arenas, pantomimes where I've met a lot of my really close friends and people that I really really respect in the industry that are really well known to people like what you'd call like legends and things like that that I've also become my friends but like mentors and I look up to them in the industry do you know what I mean helping out because I don't think people realize as well it's a very tough industry mentally as well like you have to be really in it for the long haul or in, in it to play the game do you know what I mean like as in even now and I won't even mention the word social media because that on everything else is just literally magnified by a thousand even more times do you know what I mean we've got everything every day from trolling to people everyone has an opinion on you do you know what I mean whether you like it or not and I've got an opinion on that myself because I don't think it's right but um even as the pressures as actors that we have or performers, like we're judged every day. So you're judged when you go to an audition or a casting. You may get the job, you may not. And then if you don't, you judge yourself when you come home and you're a bit like upset. If you get the job, then you've got critics, newspapers, audience members. And then with social media, everyone's a critic, aren't they? If they don't like, I've had things before where I've been on TV and someone doesn't like what I've got on, but they, and they actively message you to tell you that. You were saying you had an opinion on the pressures of social media. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think about the pressures of social media and how it's kind of pressured you maybe? Listen, I think first and foremost, and it's just my opinion, I've said this quite a lot, but social media is, it can be the devil, but it also can be good. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of things, even in this day and age now, there's a lot of hate on social media. There's a lot of pressure to look good. Uh, and certainly in a younger generation, which, again, I'm really a massive ad- advocate for, as in the pressures of that, because it's almost like, and I've said this before, you wake up every day and it's almost like the pressure of what can I post to make my life look really, really good today? I know kids are not at school at the moment and homeschooling, but even that in its sense, it's like whether you, we live in a world where it's celebrated how many like TikTok followers we've got or how many likes we've had on our very heavily filtered picture that mm-hmm. looks nothing like us. So from a mental health point of view, I just think those people who fall into that generation of stuff, and don't get me wrong, I wear makeup for work. I've done magazine shoots where it's, edited and things like that and filters and things like that but to a certain extent where children at the moment are like altering their faces not just in real life but obviously to fit in with society and that's a whole different realm of plastic surgery but social media putting filters on making their waist look skinny all these different things and changing the way that they look so then if you flip reverse that and someone ever meets that person they're going to be met with a barrage of like for instance someone going oh god you don't look like anything like your instagram picture mm-hmm. which again is a massive build-up for a massive fall mm-hmm. and i said look we we don't really celebrate like really really good things anymore like people being intelligent people being happy people being kind mm-hmm. we're in that realm of the generation of like i said celebrating how many tiktok followers we've got or how many people have seen our video which i do again my opinion i do think it's very 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 highly damaging and in years to come, it's going to have a massive effect on people's mental health. But 
The flip side of that with social media is you can keep in touch with people. You can see how what people are doing, whether it's, I know I've got a sister in Australia, so we use social media and things like that and YouTube, things like that to keep in touch, which is great. But, um, and then obviously my campaign started on social media and that was a, a thing to make things better again and erase maybe and maybe not look at the stigma of trolling and things like that. But yeah, I do. I I don't think I could grow up in times now and be at school with pressures of social media, even, even to the point of whether you've got the right phone or not. Do you know what I mean? A lot of kids are like, you have to have the right phone or the right trainers for school or the right bag. And there's all these, these pressures that I put upon. And it is one of the things, like I said, I want to eradicate that and look into pressures and obviously just make people celebrate and be happy with who they are and not follow a trend and not become a a sheep shall we say yeah do you know what I mean I, it's, okay. it's okay to just be yourself and maybe stand out from the crowd and in my eyes that's a bit better like, exactly you want to be like everyone else yeah exactly and I think I'm so I'm so grateful that I grew up I think slightly without social media it was only social media I guess didn't really become a really big thing until maybe I was like a little bit away through secondary school which is great because I feel like I grew up grew up you know without these um stereotypes and kind of pressures to yeah. conform to and I'm not gonna lie I used to maybe four three four years ago maybe I'd I would I'll put my hands up and say I'd delete pictures because I didn't think that they you know if I posted a picture of myself and didn't get 50 likes I'd be like oh I need to delete it because that's why I this is my thing why is that being why is that being seen as an achievement Do you yeah. know what I mean because going, Harry's a really kind person and that's what's great about him mm-hmm. rather than he's been heavily edited on thingy or he's had a really nice salmon and eggs for breakfast or he's in Dubai do you know what I mean and all this life which I must point out 99% of the time doesn't exist it's like a real un, unrealistic life yeah exactly and like I was saying, I will put my hands up and say, yeah, that was me. And I did think that, but you've got to challenge it and think why, why did I think like that? Why was I so obsessed with, if it didn't get 50 likes, yeah, absolutely, of whatever yeah. it was, absolutely. why, why was I that? Bummed? Yeah, And that's why, I, that's what I find fascinating, Harry, that is mm-hmm. what, what, what makes these children think that's, that's their self-worth. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got so many followers on TikTok or they've took a picture of their a plate of food and it, everyone likes it and it's just rather than I don't know about you but I haven't got the time to do that I'm too busy eating the food you know what I mean <laughs> take a picture of it or even cooking it and enjoying it like that way before we, I, I must say obviously I do have Instagram and things like that it is primarily for my campaign before we get people going oh you're on Instagram if you hate social media I do that I have Facebook to keep in touch with people predominantly a lot of my Facebook is either about mental health or it's to share my work as presenting and stuff like that because a lot of people look at that and I do get jobs from social media mm-hmm. and it's obviously the word of mouth as a presenter. And so I'm also in a position where I monitor that myself. I don't get too hung up on about, about it. Do you know what I mean? And you could say I look at numbers on my social media a lot as a flip reserve, a reserve, sorry, for what I've just said. So you could say, not hypocritically, so reverse-wise, I could say... I am saying obviously to these kids and stuff for the generation, don't look at numbers. The reason I look at my numbers on my social media is because it's a mental health platform. So I just think generally, I just think, well, a hundred people have seen that, that post. So maybe we've helped one or two people. 
And I suppose it's not so much about the validation of the likes, what you were saying uh, a couple of minutes ago, about it's not the validation of people liking your stuff, it's the validation of, not the validation, that's the wrong word, people having taken value away from it of, well, this is going to help people, like you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. If 100 people see it and even 10 people take something of value away from it, then that's your aim, that's your goal. It's not like you get thousands of likes and they're like, it's gone viral. That's not what your aim is. And I think that's what you need to realize with social media. And that's what I've realized over the past few years when I've kind of been discovering what I want to do in my career and since I started my YouTube channel and things that I've really realized that it's not about how many people like my video and how many people are viewing my video. It's about, am I happy with the content that I'm providing? Yeah, am I, what, what value am I providing to people? And is this making me happy? And is this is this what inspires me and I want to do? Yeah. Rather than how many likes yeah. am I getting? How many yeah, likes am I getting? Why isn't this gone viral kind of thing? Which I really think that I've done very well with over the past few years of just doing my own thing and kind of going with that and exploring different avenues and not really caring nowhere near as much as I used to about yeah. how many likes, how many followers. You know, if the, if the video didn't get, 100 views then it can't be on my channel because yeah but that goes back to that goes back to this um this level that we've set do you know what i mean if you haven't hit some level who says that who sets these who sets these goals who's do you know what i mean who's made up this do you know what i mean it's all it's 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 like when you're older and you just think like people when you say when you're older you'll you'll have less friends than you had when you were younger but you've got really close friends mm-hmm. it's better to have loads of really close true friends as an example than loads of people that you can't really rely on or do you know what i mean absolutely um, yep don't get me wrong in my career and stuff presenting wise and even things on red carpets and things that i've wore like i'm very i'm still unsure of, of unconfident about being myself i'm learning to that that's part of a mental health journey and part of self-acceptance and self-love and do you know an image and stuff like that presenting wise there's some things that i've worn on a red carpet where at the time i felt really comfortable but now looking back and my friends say this all the time my um my image and my fashion sense a lot of my friends and if i said oh i'm wearing this they'll be like oh that's great but it's very you dan Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't. Wear, I like it, but I wouldn't wear it myself. But then I just think, for 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 years, I um took upon that as it being a bad thing. But now I just think, well, it's not because it's me. Do you know what I mean? Certainly, presenting. Obviously, the people that I look up to, and presenting is about your image and not too much, but standing out from the crowd. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Because thousands of male presenters. Do you know what I mean? And if you wear something a little bit different and kooky, people are going to remember you that. The same as when I'm interviewing people, I'll always remember people that I've interviewed. If we have a funny story or we laugh about something, if something goes wrong, because then when I meet them again, I'll be like, "Oh, remember when this happened?" Yeah, yeah. It, you know what I mean? And I'm a very, certainly with mind and stuff. It's just about being yourself. I can say that a little bit, but I'm still also. I'm the biggest advocate for that, but I'm also, I'm learning myself still, even at 35 years old. I think it's always important to remember that it's all such a big journey. With social media, it everything becomes, you know, your goals become a moving target, which is so dangerous. Yeah. And you need to celebrate like when you're doing these things and you're not caring so much about what people think or how many yeah. likes you're going to get anymore. It could, but it is always going to be a moving target of goals. But I think it's really important what you were saying about your friends, maybe not so much, much liking they wouldn't wear what you would wear, but it suits you kind of thing. And you've yeah. just got to take that as 
I'm not saying it as you specifically, I'm just saying it as like me, like to preach it and to other people that, you know, if you like something, it's fine if someone else or your friend said, you know, they don't like it for them, but they like it for you because you've just got to do your own thing as as long as, and so long as you're happy and you're comfortable in what you're wearing and you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And the flip side of that is I might not even like or wear something that my friends are wearing, but But that's fine. Exactly. It's all cool, do you know what I mean? And also it brings me to another point as well of, of just being kind, do you know? I mean, you don't actively have to say that you don't like something. No, you certainly I, don't have to go out of your way to hypothetically, shall we say, make fake profiles and troll people. Yeah, you can be spend your time wisely. Yeah, exactly. You can obviously dislike some something someone's wearing or what someone's done, but you don't have to go in about it in a way that can be, you know, hateful or you can troll them or whatever. If they're yeah. your friend, you can disagree with them or not like something they're wearing, but still be kind to them about what yeah, they're doing or what they're absolutely. wearing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm massive, massive supporter and advocate of that. And I just think because hopefully um you being kind to other people makes you feel better about yourself and it it might come do you know what i mean like treat people how you want to be trapped oh 100 i always like i'm a big believer and i'm sure anyone... in a nice genuine way you yeah know i mean because a lot of there's a lot of fakeness and un like un like um unjust and also not really what's the word i've lost my train of thought now um ungenuine do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people like again going back to my career I've learned so much sometimes I don't really learn on jobs about the craft as in acting or whatever but you learn about how you are around people or how people are around you and you learn and you maybe come from that and be like do you know what it's not it's not a bad thing me not being friends with everyone from that show or that soap or that I was in or that job that I just filmed because I can't be friends with everyone and not everyone's going to like me and that's another thing I've learned. Do you know what I mean? Certainly in our industry, you can't be friends with everyone. You can't please everyone. It's like when people tell you that, I don't know about you, but when people tell you that you can't do something, it should make, light a fire in you to admit, you know, not to prove them wrong, to go, well, why can't I do it? That is actually one of my favourite things when people say to me, you can't do something because I'm like, no matter what it takes, I will make sure that I do it. If someone tells me I can't do something, I will yeah do it not yeah like you said not just to prove them wrong but to prove to myself i'm like for you yeah and it's a, it's a goal for yourself and you, you should have uh, you should have healthy goals recently i was um talking to a barber friend of mine and it, we we the trans the conversation has made it onto another, a show that i was doing about goals of presenting and stuff now i go to a barber's um when i can obviously when we're not in lockdown and it is obviously it's a male predominant barbers um but it's a very um macho like um macho barbers they have sky sports news on and stuff where now my barber knows that i'm a presenter and stuff but i look they may be watching the the sports and stuff the men waiting to have the haircut or even the thing but i'm watching the presenters from presenter point of view yeah that makes sense. so yeah, we're seeing it from different angles but i said to my barber ben um I said, oh, I'd love to do something like this. And he literally was like, what, Sky Sports? So then someone's told me, and it's on my goal, like image board now, about there's no reason why I could ever not be a Sky Sports presenter. Because most of presenting is learning what you need to say. Listen, I work as a showbiz correspondent at the moment for radio stations as well. And I only do that because I know a lot about showbiz. So there's no reason why I can't learn a lot about football and rather than learning the names of the kardashians learn the names of the manchester united football players yeah exactly as long as i'm but it made me think that and that analysis of that and it made me think well why not and then also i thought well even 
maybe as an openly gay man, like obviously it, that stereotype of, well, gays shouldn't watch football. I don't personally like football, but I wouldn't say that on a show if I was presenting it about football. I'd have my head in the game. And half of the, the thing with presenting and even acting is making people be- believe what you're saying. Yeah, it's just the belief in it. And if you want to do it, then you can do it. You know, who's anyone to tell you that you can't do something? Because if you want to do it, you can make it happen. You can make anything happen that you want to happen. And that is just the real online. So watch watch out, Chris Kamara and Sky Sports. (laughs) Dan Westwood times Sky Sports. But the thing is, why not, though? Why not? Why not? talking about stuff like we're talking about different things now i i spend a lot of my time talking about mental health i know more about that because i've been talking about it and i've researched it yeah. so there's no reason why i couldn't sit on a, a a desk at sky sports on match of the day and analyze something that's just happened that i've researched mm-hmm. news um, readers do the same do you know what i mean they they look at news st- they don't know everything that they're talking about like you, you how many news readers are like a specialist on Iraq and things like that. Do you know what I mean? They're just yeah. reading something that they've been thing, which is why I always say with presenting, it's not really rocket science what we're doing, as long as you can read and you're comfortable with reading. And even if you are dyslexic and things like that, there's ways around it. Do you know what I mean? But you're comfortable with reading, personality, you can bring that confidence into it. You can read and report on anything. Obviously, if you've got like a special interest like myself, like with showbiz and stuff, because I'm around that and I've got friends and that thing, I can bring a bit more to the table because I know about that. Yeah. But there's no reason why you can't learn on those things. So like people, cause I get asked a lot of the time and a lot of people, and quite recently I looked at with a therapist cause I, I will openly say that I speak to a counselor and a therapist. Um, but I've always looked at myself putting too much pressure on myself going, well, when I achieve this, then I'll be successful. And when I achieve this and I get a lot of messages and obviously I've done a lot of kids stuff and theatre and things like that. And I meet a lot of children and a lot of people want to do present and like going back to the beginning of the chat, I am very blessed and I'm very lucky for my upbringing, my support and stuff and the opportunities that I've had. Even today, speaking to you, we've crossed paths and we've, we've done something together. Um, but I get a lot of messages on going, oh, I'd love to do what you do with presenting. But I've always looked as in I've not done enough yet. Whereas the outsider looks at all the things that I have achieved. It's that moving target board, yeah. isn't it? And it, not to sound really like obviously narcissistic or going, I've done this and I've done that. But for me, I just think, oh, and I haven't really done enough yet or I'm not successful. Certainly as an actor also, if you're not on TV, people don't think you're successful or not. Do you know if they don't see you on TV a lot? Yeah. Where, where you could be doing something else. You could be on theatre, on the stage every night when it goes back to normal. But there's all those perceptions, obviously going back to career stuff that you said about people's opinions and stuff. And it's nice to take them on board, but I wouldn't take them on board too much unless they're really helpful. On the note of being kind and the whole pressure of social media, I thought yeah. I'd bring up um, Love Island and how um, we've had quite a few um, like really high yeah. profile press tragedies and social media storm, shall we say, to do with Love Island and all the contestants. Just how much kind of pressure this can put on people on like these you know these are normal people just like you and me just like anyone that have this huge platform in just a matter of like weeks like they literally they could go into this you know tv show with little to no followers and come out with a couple of million people all having you know you could you go in the the tv show with hardly any opinions on you and you come out the tv show with literally a couple of million people yeah. that all has different opinion, opinions on you some good yeah. some bad some trolls i just wanted to briefly speak on that and how um 
kind of they see pressures and things like that with social media from such high profile tv shows listen it goes back to social media doesn't it we've got this pressure on people and it's just because you sat in a villa or do you know what i mean being on a show or had dinner with someone on tv do you know what i mean on a dating thing the pedestal that these people are put on by society and all these younger people that love it and especially if you they're in your it's like soap stars if they're in your house every night of the week, do you know what I mean? On your TV, we feel like we know them. And me, myself as well, and that's speaking from experience of being both, obviously I've got a lot of friends in soap, I've also been in soaps myself, so people do instantly recognise you and think you are that character, do you know what I mean? So yeah. then when you go on a show like something as Love Island, which I will touch upon lightly because there's been a lot of tragedies as well, and even just recently with Towie, lovely Mick Norcross, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You never know what people are going through, and he was seen as a millionaire businessman, and people like Ant McPartland, they've got all the money in the world, they've got a career, massive house, lovely people around them, but people can still struggle with these things, and they are re- at the end of the day, when he comes off TV and out of that studio, he's a normal person. He's a male who's probably struggling with mental health problems or mm-hmm. whatever he's associated with. Certainly in Love Island, because it is not a personal thing to me, and I will speak about it briefly, because it is... I knew Sophie, obviously, as a friend and stuff um, from Love Island and things like that, and I won't... I'll say um, allegedly with trolling, just to protect both of us legally, but it's one of the main reasons why I set my campaign up, because I was sick of seeing really bad trolling on these people that... You don't even know. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes you see your friends on TV, even as actors. I know a lot of actors and the characters that they play on TV, they're nothing like that in real life. But the people at home see the bitch or the, the hard man that they're playing. But when they come home, they're just a normal person. And that's where you have to be very careful going back to be careful, think before you type stuff. Do you know what I mean? Or think before you send or think about when you're setting up that fake account. Why are you doing that? Do you know what I mean? Because like, it's it has a, a really damaging effect on people. Not not only just on Love Island. That there's loads of people that have tragically taken their own life, and specifically in the the spotlight and obviously um, prof of profile. And that's when we that's when us as civilians at home we sit up and we do something about it. Obviously, there was a massive thing on Caroline Flat taking her own life and the pressures. But there's people every day doing that that are not in the papers that are yeah. just as bad. And, and suffering it's and it is part of the industry and it shouldn't be but um just be even for instance at the moment influencers flying to dubai and stuff you might have your opinion on that whether it's good or bad work stuff but you don't need to comment on that hand in hand with like social media and the press all the tabloids stirring things up it's just a very a toxic thing that once yeah. the, the press brings something to um like the public's attention then it goes so crazy on um yeah don't get me wrong media. that's great that's great because it's creating awareness do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um someone a, a really big celebrity on the front page of every newspaper who's died because they've killed themselves that's great it creates awareness but there's so many other people that have died that day and there's so many other people struggling do you know what I mean so we need to and that brings me back to being kind do you know what I mean it's just and oh I don't it does fascinate me and just because people are on Love Island and things like that what I will say one of the best influencers that's come from Love Island is Dr Alex and you probably know I'm going to say this because I've been working with him recently but he's amazing take a leaf out of his book he's took something really tragic as losing his own brother not only does he work for the NHS, he's a doctor in a pandemic, but then 
this week he's been made a mental health ambassador by none other than Boris Johnson. Now, have your views on Boris, negative or positive, do you know what I mean, how he's dealing with something, but that is a step in the right direction. And I'm not just saying that as a mental health ambassador myself, but that's when you take your status and your profile from being on a TV show and doing something bloody fabulous and positive, do you know what I mean, and getting everyone talking about it rather than slagging someone's clothes off at a premiere or why why they're on a flight to Dubai and are they working or not. Leave leave all that and support the people that are doing really, really good things. And it's a classic example of using the little profile that you have to do something really, really good and be a, a true influencer. I think there's so many things that to take away from what you've just said about, you know, people do really focus on such negative things, i.e. influencers traveling to buy. When we can when we can focus on so much better positive things that can have such lead to such big growth and positive change, like with Dr. Alex. And yeah, I think that he's doing amazing and he's a hero. Yeah, do you know what? Like, literally hero, a hero. Literally, and I thought about it, and we've got Sir Captain Tom, we've obviously sadly just lost him. He'll be in Made in History for forever now. He's an, <laughs> an idol, he's an inspiration. He's been made, being called a national treasure, which I agree with all of those things. I honestly believe Dr. Alex, give it 10, 20, 30 years, he will be of the same, if not bigger thing, as someone like Captain Tom, do you know what I mean? Because he's changing history, yeah. he's doing something great good off his own back as well he's also a doctor as well so he works bloody hard do you know what i mean and it's not have say what you want about people i couldn't give i could i couldn't care less about people traveling to dubai i care about people putting other people in unsafe positions and stuff like that but whether if they want to travel to wherever it's we at the moment you do whatever it's it's an it, you've got an option of a good idea and a bad idea and back to trolling as well you've got options to do that is it going to hurt someone is it going to um spoil someone's day is it going to hurt someone's feelings only you can know that as yourself and then stop yourself from doing these things like writing comments and stuff and writing abuse racial homophobic all of the all of the above do you know what i mean it's up to you it's also like i said before like campaigners and stuff like myself to maybe go into schools and show the the pressures of this and stuff I, i've had it before with thing certainly touching on caroline flack i love caroline flack i think she was a great fantastic presenter i met her um early on in my presenting career and she gave me some really really good advice um which i've held on to but she also her height of fame and her success and her vulnerability shall we say rings true in me because it made me think do you know what? I really want to be successful as a presenter. I don't want the fame side of it, but I want to be successful. But it also made me think, Harry, if I was in her position, am I, am I capable enough and stronger, strong enough to deal with what she went through with the press? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. So it does, it does kind of scare you. And that's probably what I took away from that certain sad situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I was in her shoes, would I be in the same position? And it does scare you and it makes you think, because I'm a very vulnerable vulnerable person with, with people's comments and things like that. It's partly the reason why I'm so kind and helpful to people, because I want to make people feel, and certainly with my mental health campaign, I don't ever want to make people feel, like, I don't ever want people to feel like as bad as I have in the past when I've been mm-hmm. so depressed. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the sad thing about the Caroline Flack situation as well is that I feel, even I know the some of the people I uh, follow 
uh, were the people that were trolling her and tweeting things and making like memes up about her were the same people that once she passed were tweeting, oh my God, I can't believe she's done this. Hashtag be kind, yeah. which is so crazy because clearly they didn't see the damage that they were doing before. Absolutely. And you know, it, was all, it was all a whole... It is a choice whether you whether you're kind or you're nasty to someone. Yeah, I can relate to that. I had, I've I've been on jobs where I've openly spoke about my mental health to people and they haven't received it as well as I'd like to. Which, and now I've realised, it's not up to me to do that. Once you tell people about that, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. But I, I was met with um, a really bad reception. Even friends walking away from me and then not understanding mental health. And even the words used, oh, I haven't got time to understand about mental health. I've had that said to me before. But then you look at these people's social medias pages and then they're, they're hashtag be kind or they've done a post about a celebrity dying. So it's double standards, really. But oh. it also makes think, look, I haven't got... I've spoke out about it. And even as an ambassador, I haven't really... I haven't really got time to educate everyone and nor should I, because I'm not in that position or I'm not qualified to do that. But if you truthfully speak out about someone, about um, people struggling, and I will say if someone does speak to you about struggling and you don't really understand it, try and understand it because you could put them back 10, 15 steps with maybe not seeking help. Do you know what I mean? We can all certainly do better in that respect. Absolutely. A negative reaction um, to someone speaking about their mental health even like coming out sexually do you know what i mean their sexuality if if that's by a negative thing the connotations and like obviously downsides of that could put someone so far back that they could suffer even more so that's that's what i would say like obviously i'm very much encouraging people to speak out if they are struggling but it's up to the other people that they speak to as well to maybe meet it with a really nice response or if you don't understand something maybe go and have a look at the millions of resources on mental health and or even have a chat with them and just say look i really don't understand that but i'd like to i definitely think that there is a lack of education within mental health as we were saying just before we started recording there was like growing up through primary and secondary school even in sixth form it wasn't till really i suppose university i really understood what mental health was and anxiety and having anxiety and dealing with it a bit more because in curriculum in the uk curriculum it's it's not non-existent and i suppose this this does need to change because i really think that um but i, I do think that it has changed within the last i'd say five years it's become a <laughs> yeah. mainstream because before this i don't even think like maybe three four years ago i didn't even know what the word anxiety meant but yeah now, well, there you go yeah exactly it's very common and it's a lot more um it's a, it's a lot more mainstream. Is that the right, maybe the right way to say it? Like yeah, um, it's a lot of... more, people understand it more. Certainly, I think I've said this before, but we've got, Dara mentioned the whole COVID word and lockdown, but it, in a positive way, we've kind of got to thank lockdown and COVID because it has brought mental health to the forefront of like newspapers, medias, even politicians um, talking about it in their meetings and things like that. Every, um, even homeschooling at the moment, it's a really, a really stressful thing. And I praise the parents that are doing that alongside their careers and working jobs, whether you're a single parent or you've got a massive family with lots of kids, praise to you for doing that. But every story that's brought up about that is children's mental health, how they're feeling mental health. It's 
we're seeing a lot more on soaps as well podcasts like this we're talking about it do you know what i mean it's in films a lot more um even on reality tv shows they're talking about it and things like that so it is we have come a long way we've got a hell of a long way to go especially in men's mental health and men speaking out about it but there is a lot of good things and good work happening out there in order to get the ball rolling people like dr alex who it's become a hero to me at the moment, and I will stop banging on about him. But I just think he's what he's doing is just absolutely tremendous um, as a young guy, young doctor. And like I said, he's made a really bad, really tragic situation of losing a family member and turned that on its head and thought he's going to do some positive and he wants to make a difference. And I applaud anyone like that. Yeah, he, he is doing an amazing job. And I know that you're working on a podcast. Is this going yeah. to centre around mental health and this whole thing as well in yeah. your campaign absolutely yeah so the podcast so my campaign hashtag here for you so i work as an ambassador for people like mind and a men's charity called men walk talk which i do a lot of work for i'm very blessed to be working with them and very honored and doing thing a lot of things like that there's a few more bits coming out this year um just campaigning raising money and more importantly raising awareness um so hashtag here for you it was set up on the back of of me struggling myself um so I was on different I was on a few different jobs I had a panic attack in a tv studio I didn't know what was happening I was on a, a show um and I was getting really up and down with my emotions I didn't know what was happening um it's all quite public this story because it's the reason why I set up the campaign and then like, as we mentioned a lovely friend Sophie um we lost her tragically um and I wanted to do something positive and put something positive back on the internet and get that trending um rather than bad things trending or things like that so we set that up and it's to encourage people to record videos which I think you're going to do yeah. um Absolutely. To, to say to people if anyone's watching this and they're struggling I'm here for you um we called it hashtag here for you overnight idea and it got trending so the podcast is a a kind of like ongoing project of that standalone campaign so on the podcast i can't really say too much it's going to be on the radio um it's in editing now so we're just waiting to announce that and waiting to announce the guests majority of it's all recorded um and it is me chatting to every week um different guests around mental health people that have helped me or i get something from them and their own mental health journey so for instance we talk about um i have a lovely female presenter on and she's a mother so we talk about um anxiety in children anxiety as a parent we also talk about the pressures of social media on that as well which i think is really important i know we've touched upon it so mm -hmm. things like that a pt on it a nutritionist mind are on it as well um we've got a lovely friend of mine who talks about the pressures of the industry as in the performance industry and obviously the effects of lockdown and losing your jobs and things like that. There's loads of people, loads of life coaches, just really, really, really good people that um, hopefully they bring lots to, and it's different ways of coping with your mental health, but then people listening at home can maybe get something. They may not get something from the parenting episode but they may get something from talking about how you can if you upped your exercise or change your nutrition plan your mental health would would seem a lot easier to cope with shall we say so yeah again i'm really really looking forward to that it's been something that i've been doing and planning for over a year now um so when it's out and about and we can do press for it and stuff and photo shoots are not cancelled and things like that um i'm really interested to see how it um how it's received and hopefully like i said before 
each episode and there is a lot um if we can help just one person from listening one podcast episode i'm happy that's amazing well i'll be linking your social media handles and your website oh, for yeah, your campaign do, yeah. in the um i was gonna say in the description box below as if we're on youtube <laughs> in the um in the episode description box i think it's called yeah. whatever it's called well the, below below where the podcast is you'll be able yeah. to find all dan's link socials and um, websites so you can keep up to date when the podcast is going to be answered things um yeah. thank you so much to dan for coming on the podcast and speaking to us it's been amazing and definitely eye-opening just to see someone else's perspective on mental health because um well you know it's so so it needs to be spoken about i guess and um it was it was just amazing to have you on dan so thank you so much thanks for having me thanks for having me and if you take anywhere anything away from this just um just look after each other and look if you haven't heard from someone that i i obviously um campaign for people to speak out who are struggling but the people who are not struggling we also have a duty of care to maybe look after that friend that lives on their own that you haven't heard from before for a while it rather um they haven't messaged you back and you just think oh i wonder what they're doing and check in on them as well because they may be struggling and also as well just be kind just be kind. And if we haven't really got anything nice to say, it's like the old thing my grandma used to say, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything. So don't type it. And maybe the trolls and stuff, maybe maybe change your perspective on people or just think, well, maybe they're doing that for a reason or, do you know what I mean? That person in the soap or that person in Love Island is also a human being when they step off camera and stuff. So just be nice and do something better with your time. Absolutely. I think it's so important to invest your time wisely and not invest yeah. invest your time into, you know, trolling or doing anything. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, everyone, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I've got a long way to go on my own mental health and anxiety journeys. Do you know what I mean? I love being a mental health ambassador. I'm also need to point out that I'm not a trained counsellor or psychotherapist and stuff like that. I'm just passionate about it. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's I'm, it's just spreading the word of niceness and we can do more. Of, we, we need more of that in the world. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Dan. It's been absolutely amazing to have you. And I wish you all the best with the podcast and everything. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. It'll be great. Bless you. Yeah. So it's a pleasure to meet you. It's a, obviously big up the northeast as always. It always spot. goes. Also, Any I just wanted to spot. quickly say, I feel like when I ever speak with someone from the northeast, even if it's like a friend or anyone that you know, we just from the similar place. Um, I always yeah. speak a million miles an hour, so I really hope that I've not spoken a million miles an hour. And no, maybe I, I as well. And I'll probably there'll be people that listen to this as well, and they'll be like, "Dan, your accent's really broad in that podcast." But obviously, <laughs> I'm in northeast at the moment with lockdown. But then, when you speak to someone, certainly instantly, you're not you're a few miles up the road from where I am now in Middlesbrough. So um, it is it is lovely, and I'll always and we support our own, don't we? And I'll always, literally, I'll literally support anyone from the northeast who is working hard successful and doing some good do you know what i mean we've got a, there's a lot to be thankful for from the northeast do you know what i mean we get a lot of stick but there's some great role models coming through whether it's mm -hmm. drag queens or do you know what i mean people within prides and stuff like that and the lgbt community mental health for instance just just openly actively doing something good do you know what i mean this podcast is going to create something good you know what i mean you're doing something that you like as a passion mm -hmm. so i applaud that as well oh, so hopefully, hopefully i can see you soon in the flesh when we yeah. go back or if they go back to normal but some form of norm anyway soon, yeah soon.
You can show big me up all. Palm oil. <laughs> the people at home who are listening to this, um, I say it all the time. So Google what a palm oil is, or it's it's like a northeast delicacy, isn't it? Really, which is it's great. You can get them in the supermarkets, but they're the best from up north. Yeah. So yeah. The only place to get them for, from. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on the Better Days podcast. It's been really amazing to have you. Um, if you want to come and join us on Instagram, come follow us. We're at Better Days Podcast, and I'm going to leave it in the, in the notes down below. I'll be back same time, same place next week for more Law of Attraction manifesting inspiring content. If you care to join us, I really hope you do. Your thoughts become things. Choose the good ones. Better days are coming. See you next week.